How long I, they I, told, I told you yesterday, I don't know. I feel um, like you should know these things. No, I, I looked. I, I looked. I, I, I couldn't I, find I, anything. Me. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's me, Jewish Dave, guys. Me. Me. The one thing I do know is that they start with like the uh, technical stuff. Oh, God. We could have just yeah. started this at 9 o'clock. <laughs> Well, technical is going to probably include uh, score and cinematography. Those are big oh, yeah. ones. That's wonderful. That's <laughs> splendid. Splendid. That's splendid. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's me, Chuck Schumer. <sighs> I'm Chuck. This is my Chuck Schumer voice. <laughs> I imagine he probably talks like this. A serious, a serious man. <laughs> Yesterday was a very bad day for me, Chuck Schumer. I did, I did a terrible job. I did bad. I did badly. I, I, I apart from the legislative process, I also went went to the local car dealership, and I wanted to buy a um, a Mercedes. And my strategy when I buy cars is that I I. I Arrive very early with a check made out for the full amount. And I leave the check with the bursar. And I say, go speak with your, with your finance manager and see if you can make this price happen. If not, wonderful. I'll just leave. Please rip up the check. If you can make it happen, that's also wonderful. I will take the car off of your hands. And I showed up with a check for $85,000. And... Uh, and I somehow left with a Ford Escort, and I don't know why. What happened? I lost a lot of the support that I thought I initially had, and now I'm driving in a Ford Escort, and it's embarrassing, frankly. I just wanted the salesman to like me. I don't know why. I was worried if I insisted, insisted too much, he would not like me and say things about me when I left. And then on the way home... I broke a rib when this, uh, a, a cartoonish little girl was holding a football and insisted that I kick it. And at the last moment, she pulled it away. And, and I should have learned better because this was the eighth time that this has happened. The same little girl continues. It's not my finest hour. It's not my finest hour at all. This little girl continues to, this ruse. I wanted to come on your show to disavow a tweet that was sent about me yesterday. It was photo photo made to look like <laughs> to look like I had tweeted this. The tweet says uh at Chuck Schum at Senator Schumer. You can fuck my girl nut on her face. Make her call you daddy. By the end of the night, if I'm cuddling with her, who really wins? I would never say that. I did not say that tweet. <laughs> did that happen? That's a, that is a tweet that was on the Twitter last night. I saw it. And I was I mean, initially concerned because I thought I had been hacked. And then I realized that the, um, the font was somewhat distended. Clearly, it was not sent from, from my account. I checked my, I checked my numerous menchies. They were not there. <laughs> Now, if you don't mind, 
I'm going to go watch the Oscars while I print up pictures from Google Images of, of, of third grade classrooms and black out the eyes of the children with markers. Before you go, uh, Mr. Schumer, um, could you tell us what your favorite movie was this year? My favorite movie this year was... Uh, What's the one where the woman is raped? Because that's how I feel right now. Oh, that's right. It was all of them. Every movie was a woman was where a woman was was raped. Do you hear it at all or no? I don't hear it. Okay, good. That oh, that's cool. What it means is that um, it's coming in through my um, through your aggregate device. No, you just you you just learned that fucking word and now you want to like start using it all the time. <laughs> I don't even know what it means. Guaranteed that the guy. I don't know who these two people are. Guaranteed. Why that does that mine guy, still say live in three minutes? Um. I don't know, but I, I promise you that the dude here is gonna come out as as a Me Too person. Oh, here we go. Production I don't know. Who, I don't know who it is. Production design. Who's your Who's your pick here? We got production design: Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. All right, gone. I already lost. <laughs> Dunkirk, something else. Anything but Dunkirk. Probably Shape of Water, or was Blade Runner on there? That would be pretty good. Who's this guy? That would be a one, the one place you could uh, Is that Ivanka award Trump? that movie. <laughs> that did look like her. Maybe I'll learn it's a lot about best. movies here. Hey, everybody. It's welcome to episode 16 life. of uh, Bird Road. I'm Q. And I'm Jewish Dave. And this is Bird Road. And this is Bird Road. We're live casting. 5 a.m. <laughs> well, where you are. No. Who is the guy? Uh, we're, we're live. Okay, just let's. Oh, let's is that Andy Circus? I don't know. Right now, it's like really tiny on my screen because I'm. Split I don't think my phone. that that's Andy Circus. However, I could be wrong. I've been it's wrong previously. Oh, cinematography. Blade oh Runner. wow! Well, this is who's your this pick? Is who's a, your pick? Okay, this is a historic one. Let me just tell you, uh, Rachel Morrison is the first woman ever nominated for cinematography. Are women just cool. bad at that, or like what? <laughs> they just haven't really had much of a chance in that uh, area. God, they put it up so fast. Yeah, I guess this is not. There's not meant to be any pomp <laughs> and circumstance. Okay, this was our idea for everybody at home. We wanted a live, well, not live, but we wanted to record the um, the nominations of the Oscar because I don't know. I'm mean, it's it's me acquiescing to Dave's sensibilities. And hey, it's a fun it's a fun idea, right? Yeah, Come on. yeah. You're the one that had to be up at 5 a.m. I mean, I'm fine. I was up and at the And you have the you have the flu. Let's let everybody know that. So it's not like you would have really been uh, planning a lot. Yeah, but know? the way that I do it is like a man. Is amazing. I know. I'm so I like good. I coughed it all out on the first two minutes. That we I'm were on second the only to Chuck Schumer. <laughs> Costume design: Co- Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, Shape of Let's Water, go Victoria. Phantom Thread Abdul. for this one. That uh, Paula Abdul. It's, it's a beautiful movie. Who's Paula? There's a show called Paula Abdul. 
Yeah, that is Andy Serkis. That guy's going to have a hashtag me too. I don't know who he is, but... <laughs> That's King Kong right there. Oh, yeah, for sure he has a Me Too out there. That guy? That's the, guy that, that's the motion capture king. That's the guy that walks around like an ape in, in a green suit. <laughs> he's actually incredible. They brought him out because there's no way he's going to get nominated for anything, but he should. They should make a category just for him. He's for so ape, good. ape walking. Yeah, hey, he's year, so fucking good. Ape walking for the 12th straight year. <laughs> he's just Andy so Serkis. good. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Sound editing. Sound editing. This is your. So talk to us about this. This is your your milieu. Uh, yeah. Um. Well, sound editing. I'm I'm guessing right now. The Baby Driver, Blade Runner, Dunkirk, Shape of Water, Star Wars. I think that they're going to give these kind of technical things to Dunkirk so they can award Dunkirk while not giving it anything real. Um, I think that. It's just one of those things, you know. You know, politics are involved, and I mean, Dunkirk was just a like a whatever movie. I mean, it was just a really big, blown out, huge. Yeah, but you gotta remember when it comes to Christopher Nolan, people want his movies to be more than that, and and for some reason, like there's so many people, like regular, average, everyday people, think it's like the best movie of the year, and it's just. So not. you're you're our you're our Hollywood insider. Tell us who it is that's watching this live stream. Is it only Hollywood that's watching this, and the and the and the Hollywood press that's like? I would say so. Yeah, I don't think anybody. I you know how much I love this shit. I have never watched this. I always just <laughs> so, I always just yeah. assumed that they sent this stuff out like at a press release or something. Like they were just like, right, exactly, or maybe launched. Well, by it the on. time everybody, I mean Hollywood's on the West Coast, and by the time everyone on the West Coast is awake, this will be over. So, I mean, clearly it's not something that most people watch. So this is, here it is, the big one. All right. Well, one. I'm, I'm going with Shape of Water, Alexander Desplat. Let me read them but, off quick. Uh, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, it, The Shape it is of Water, really great Star to see Wars, Phantom Three Thread. Billboards Outside Ebbing. Yeah, oh. it's great to see Johnny Greenwood nominated finally for Phantom Thread. But uh, I'm going with uh, fa- uh, Shape of Water. Damn, they just tear right through these motherfuckers, huh? Yeah, I guess just to get it out there. Just get that shit out there. There's probably a million movie websites just like just blasting, sal- loads salivating, all over the place. getting this shit up, you know? Yeah, just like fucking wetting down their pants. <laughs> oh, I'm the one that's oh, gonna write visual the thing. effects. Come on, War for the Planet of the Apes, come the fuck on. It's ridiculous how they have ignored this movie. And the nominees are yeah, but that's it's like a dumb franchise. It's fucking jaw-dropping, that movie. Let's see what they say. Blade Runner, Guardians of the Galaxy, Kong, Star Wars, War of the Planet of the Apes. Thank you. You got it, man. Maybe I'm telling you, I'm telling you that movie, you have to watch it one of these days. And it's just like ridiculous. It it looks like they really just got all these apes acting. (laughs) <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I mean, is it that different from the the previous one? It, it like, is. It actually is a real like upgrade visually from from the last couple. It, it's it's really pretty amazing. How are you feeling? <sighs> I don't know, dude. Kind of like like it's all pointless. 
<laughs> like I don't think there's reasons for this stuff anymore. Yeah, it's I just saying, I look at but... this stuff. No, I know, but I see everything through a political lens now, and I look at this shit, and all I see is like, is like the the left establishment getting further away from anybody who would ever vote for them. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I I would say you're probably pretty. What, right what's up that. with the film? Best film editing. Baby film Driver, editing. Dunkirk, I, Tanya, Shape of Water, Three Billboards. What is up with this I, Tanya movie? Everybody keeps talking about I, it. Actually, I was going to say I, Tanya is kind of top of that list, although I think Baby Driver probably deserves it because, I mean, that movie is all editing. I mean, that's kind of the whole shtick of it. I thought it was babies. And, I thought the movie was about babies. <laughs> I thought it was about a man who drives a baby around. Uh-huh. Damn, you know what? You just reminded me. I have to call Atlantic Broadband and complain because I tried to rent Baby Driver a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and it was just skippy and wouldn't work. So I had to, um, I had to like, I had to call Cox for my dad last night for that same reason. Bullshit, man. Not for Baby Driver though, for some movie that I've never heard of in my life. Makeup and hairstyling. Okay, we could talk over this one. I don't give a shit yeah, about I mean, this. Um, so yeah, I, I I agree with you that this is the uh, the the left moving further and further away from things that matter, but at the same time with the world. You know, everything being terrible, I mean, you kind of need stuff like movies and entertainment when everything is shit. I mean... Yeah, I guess you need the movies and you need the entertainment, but you need, like, the self-congratulatory, like, you know, removing two ribs so that you can blow yourself, you know, hours and hours of, you know... I would say yes. I, I think it all kind of goes together with it. I think you just enjoy it. You, I, I, would, exactly. your dream, would your dream be to actually attend... The Oscars. We'll be back at five thirty-eight. It's five thirty-five. Why not just play a little video or something? <laughs> I don't. Know and yes, I would. Lo- I would love to go. I don't think you would cool. because I think that. It, oh my god! Can you imagine you having to get into a tuxedo first of all? Well, yeah, I I hate everything leading up to it, but once I got there, I'd I think if you ever if you ever put a tuxedo on, it would explode off of you. Didn't I wear a tuxedo for your thing? For my, my, my thing? My wedding? Your, your thing. <laughs> yes, that Dave. thing you did the one time? God damn, dude. Do you hear this thing crackling or no? No, it's not crackling at all. I gotta find a different way to do this. We can't do IPDTL anymore. IPDTL sucks. God. It's just scratchy and crappy. I hate it. Um, so what did you think of the news of the shutdown yesterday? Uh, being resolved uh unceremoniously typical typical democrats uh, establishment democrats what was the and we're coming what else do we expect them to do we're coming off of a week last week where we we talked to a lot of sort of people that fall outside that camp and during our live show which was a resounding success at rebar in las vegas how are you feeling after that that live show i thought it was so good um i mean we obviously had our little technical difficulties but i think our, our first ever live show, I mean, I think it went really great. And um, I, I'd love for people to actually, we, we should mention anybody who's listening to this, you know, please let us know how you like that show because I'd love to get some more feedback on it. So, yeah, last week we had the Bird Road Cavalcade of Stars. We had a lot of people who were running for congressional office and, and various local offices. Uh, and I don't know, what was the feedback, Dave? Yeah, the the people that were on the show all loved it. All, all those uh, candidates, they they all had a great time on the show and they enjoyed the show. Um, and yeah, like I was saying earlier, I'd I'd love to get some feedback from our listeners of how they uh, enjoyed it. I got great but, feedback yeah. from the um, from the the live feed, the Twitter feed. Or, I'm sorry, the um, the Facebook live feed was the apparently 
were really good. Like people could hear us really clearly. I was shocked that my crappy phone, yeah, with like crappy service, could actually broadcast that well. It's pretty wild. It really is that those things do such a great job. Um, just propped up there. <laughs> That's all it took. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, hopefully people are listening to the uh, the regular episode too, and we want to hear some more feedback. Um, but yeah, everything I've heard so far, though, people really enjoyed it. So part of our mission going forward is, uh, you know, we have to keep our eyes on these these races that people aren't really paying attention to. The generic ballot, um, the generic ballot race between the Democrats and Republicans is actually narrowed, and I'm sure that this what happened with Schumer yesterday is definitely not going to help at all. It's just gonna like take the wind out of the sails even more and while we had these like awesome candidates that we were talking to last week who who have all the right positions we keep getting kind of force-fed the same kind of mulch or like like bland porridge of candidates who are probably going to immediately come in and be like the big dicks in every race and just by virtue of their um of their existing positions or connections and stuff like that Enter Mark Caputo in Politico, Florida Report this morning with this bit of news. Shalala for Congress. Former University of Miami president and Clinton World Insider Donna Shalala might be eyeing a bid for uh, Florida's 27th uh, congressional district. That's right down here in Miami, by the way. Uh, Our our friend um, Ileana Roslatenen is uh, is currently just biting her time and like knitting every day. Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's sexist. I can't say she's knitting. She's... Fucking, I don't know. I was taken aback for for one. I mean, <laughs> she was. She's not knitting. She's <laughs> like jerking off. I don't know. Like what? What, what wouldn't be sexist? Um. Uh. So Donna Shalala might be eyeing a bid for Florida's twenty seventh congressional district, where nine Democrats are sc- are scrapping to succeed retiring Republican Representative Ileana Roslatenen in a seat that Hillary Clinton almost won by twenty points. One by almost 20 points, I should say. If Shalala runs, she's like she's a likely frontrunner who could clear some of the field. There are a crazy amount of people running for that seat. There are so many coming out of the woodwork types who, who the hell even knows who they are. As both former President Bill Clinton's health secretary and the past head of the Clinton Foundation, Shalala has possible access to the Clinton's vast fundraising network and star power. And the former Hurricanes con- uh, honcho also counts Dwayne The Rock Johnson as a pal. So there you go. She's got the rock in her corner. And that's, I think, what we need uh, in these troubled times is somebody who um, whose main experience the last few years, whose main resume item has been running the Clinton Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what's that's what the doctor is calling for right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, that, that's where that's where change comes from. <laughs> that's what, you can tell she's going to be a real like a real progress candidate. She's going to get in there oh, yeah. and mix it up and. Definitely, she wouldn't be the kind of person that would sign on to the like kind of acquiescence that we saw yesterday. I mean, she would definitely <laughs> challenge that status quo, and I'm, I'm sure that Donna Shalala has a has a very uh, unique insight into what um, what the, the normal person who's not worth millions and millions of of dollars uh, is going through every day. I'm sure that <laughs> she knows what it's like to have to like Uber. To, to, to work eight hours with Uber and then go work in an Amazon factory where you shit your pants because you can't have a fucking bathroom break and yeah uh, for another yeah, 12 yeah. hours and then sleep for three hours before you wake up into it all again. Well, 
it's uh, it's great to see uh, that that's you know not going to change. <laughs> <laughs> and she will too. She'll win. She was she was very popular here um, when she ran when she was uh, president of the of UM. She uh, you know did a good job. I mean that's the kind of job she should have. She's like it's like an ivory tower elitist kind of position where you're like trying to advance the reputation of a school of you know higher learning and a private extremely expensive overpriced school and uh you know that, great that's the thing that people like that were involved with the clintons should be doing they should be they should be in academia they should be you know running foundations and running nonprofits and and raking in you know huge uh you know corporate speaking gig money fine like fine but running for congress I, I, at this moment i just don't think it's the i don't think it's the right fit i don't think a person like that belongs in congress right now i think we're at a different point we're at a real fucking inflection point to have somebody like that coming coming in she's talent she's she's a very smart person and an incredibly intelligent person she could probably she could probably be president i don't mm. think she should be co- in, in in congress representing people certainly not now well here's a question uh we we just had uh the women's marches across the country this past weekend um how many people do you think would want someone like her in congress well there's a whole strain of 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 democrats who um just think would probably just think that by virtue of the fact that she's a woman Ignoring mm-hmm. the fact that she's replacing a woman, a Republican woman, uh, but just right. that, that that that's progress. That it would be progress right. to put a woman in that seat. But then again, this 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 district, we went for Clinton. I mean, people here love Clint, love Hillary. They love Bill. So, and 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 I was talking with somebody recently, and they made the really good point that um, it, it was we were talking about all the different awesome progressive people that we met in in Nevada, and and uh, they made the point this person that. That, that Miami is similar but also very different it's gonna it's gonna be hard to kind of lead people further to the left people are, are for some reason really in love with the concept of being centrist and being right down the middle here in Florida they think that that somehow makes them like more rational or more reasonable um except for the people in the north of the state who are completely to the right of everything and also the older Cubans who are completely to the you know far right reactionary, ilk so yeah i don't know why like there's no particular reason for this but when i think of florida i can't really imagine a big progressive community because there isn't man there isn't enough of one. i mean which is crazy because it's such a the, the the demographic makeup of the state and specifically of miami is one that would benefit the most yeah from progressive policies being enacted like i think i think the reason i i think the reason i think that is i think that like if everything is so conservative there, you know, the, yeah. the the alternative is just moving to the left a little. Whereas, yeah. you know, but then again, that, that kind of doesn't play out for Nevada because here we have such an insanely conservative, uh, you know, major portion of the state. Um, so, you know, I don't know how that really plays, but um, I don't know. Just a thought. The analogy would be like if you were to if you were to have an argument with somebody and the argument is like, okay, well, your position is that you want to stab me in the neck and let me bleed out on the street until I die. 
my position would be I think you need to go to prison for that. All right, but instead, a lot of the 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 Democratic representation down here meets you in the middle and is like, "Oh, I think you should just not stab me and maybe just leave me alone, please." <laughs> and then that those are the those become the two sides of the argument, and then you end up settling in the middle somewhere between like, "Okay, you can cut my arm a little bit." Like you can just cut me a little, like and and then and we'll call that that's that's what you end up, you know, compromising as you end up the compromise ends up because you already ceded so much ground at the beginning of it uh, of the argument, the argument about killing me and leaving me on the street to bleed out. <laughs> this is an odd. Uh... <laughs> no, it's not. It's perfectly fucking on point. It's exactly what they want to do. If you think. If you're poor and you think that the Republicans don't want to slit your throat and leave you bleeding on the street dying, uh-huh. you're fucking high. <laughs> I hope you don't get uh, drug tested for your government benefits because you're fucking high. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what happens when you start the argument, when you start the debate, like Chuck Schumer and all these 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 Democrats in the in the middle when you're arguing against people who are so far to the right. And let me tell you, I was also talking with somebody recently about how conversations about citizenship are about to change with everything that's happening with DACA. I don't know if you noticed the rhetoric that's 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 been kind of blooming up around DACA where all of a sudden it's about protecting illegal immigrants and illegals and people who are here illegally. Right. Like that's what the dreamers are. The dreamers have have have, have morphed into like having dreamers has morphed into protecting illegals. And I'm telling you right now, mark my words. When they talk about the Overton window, the shit that's acceptable in the, in the sphere of public conversation or, or discourse, right? The things that are, that go from, you know, year to year being the, uh, the, the, the spectrum of what's possible and what's being addressed. The Overton window is going to change it's going to shift so much on the conversation of of, uh, of citizenship during the next four, three years and then potentially the next seven years if, if, if Trump is reelected because citizenship is going to become a thing where it's not going to be a right anymore. It's not going to be immediately imbued upon you by mm. being born here. There's going to be at least conversations about uh, about and again, I'm not saying it will result immediately in any kind of legislation or any kind of amendment to the Constitution or anything that would... But it'll um, be normal to talk about. It'll be okay to talk about maybe Puerto Ricans shouldn't be citizens, you know? Right. That's how it'll start. It, that, that'll be the first one. Maybe maybe people from Guam should not be U.S. citizens. Maybe if your parents weren't born here, you're not immediately a U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. Maybe... Maybe, just maybe, all four of your grandparents have to have been born on native soil for you to be a citizen, right? A lot of these things are going to start becoming with with the with the presence of Stephen Miller and those people that are those that specific strain. By the way, people forget about this, but John Kelly is also just not far off from Stephen Miller. People paint him like he's the reasonable voice in the room. He's really not. He's a hardline immigration guy, and it, with these kind of people. Those conversations are going to start happening. Two years ago, we were having conversations about dreamers where the conversation was, do we let them all in immediately or do we let them all in and give their parents uh, you know, citizenship too? That was the right. debate. 
the debate was there was their their status was not a thing that was even up for debate. It was a thing that was accepted. Like, yeah, of course, these kids are these people. I don't want to say kids because some of like a lot of them are in their twenties, thirties, forties now. But they absolutely belong in the country. They've been here their whole adult, their entire lives, and yeah. like it was just accepted. We knew that, but what we didn't know was that there was a strain of public opinion simmering underneath the surface of that conversation that was at the time two years ago ashamed to voice their opinion, and today is not ashamed to voice that opinion because they yeah. found each other together. On November sixth in twenty sixteen, they found each other, mm-hmm. and they know that the that they exist, and they know that they're out there. And now it's okay for them to push the uh, the argument in the other direction and say, you know what, I I don't even think these people are human. I don't even think that they <laughs> deserve to live. And let me tell you, that's another fucking thing too. I talked about this before on another episode. As long as I'm in my fucking prognosticating negatively about the future and and, and like predicting doom and gloom and everything like that. The people on the right, the reactionaries, the Stephen Millers, the KKK, the Richard Spencer, the fucking uh, alt-right, the Proud Boys and shit like that. The one thing that they have going for them is they've accepted the reality of the world that's coming, right? And so, uh, I, I, you know, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but there was something from um, one of the guys on on, on Chapo actually made a, made a really good point about this a, a while ago where he said... The, the world is changing and there's there's immediate fear about resources being able to be housed being able to be fed being able for you know have have large economies being able to take care of people and provide like a decent de- decent living a decent a decent uh framework for them to live and uh, if you think of that in a binary way like okay are we going to help take care of the world is the world going to pull together and find some way where we, as a, as a global society, come together and fix things, uh, you know, is that going to be the solution? Or is the solution going to be that we need to accept the fact that a whole lot of people need to get fucked over so that we can all, in the U.S. and other industrialized places, continue to live that we live, the way that we live, right? Mm-hmm. That is the purpose of this nationalist movement, this whole reactionary right-wing Richard Spencer, alt-right, looking at certain cultures, wide swaths of billions of people as less than human, it's getting you ready. It's getting you ready for that moment when you have to let thousands, millions of people die or suffer because you need to continue, you know. It sounds like science fiction, but it's it's absolutely – absolutely right. Yeah, and it's it's not science fiction. They're, they're, They're absolutely getting ready for that moment when there will be less shit to have and that in order for us to keep manufacturing garbage overseas and cycling it in and out of our house into a landfill like cycling uh, ikea garbage into into our home and replacing it with ikea garbage that's like slightly nicked with a little damage like a little bit of you know topical damage on it we have to like go spend 200 dollars on a new shitty uh kitchen table because our old kitchen table had like a small cut in it uh, and, and like the 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 human the human capital that, that 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 expends in terms of the people who are manufacturing it and making it and the people who are you know uh, being exploited for that system to keep going, there's going to become a point where it's not going to be so opaque. Like right now, we don't see any of it. Right now, it's impossible for us 
other than you know some 60 minutes asshole going over there with a hidden camera it's hard for us to see the 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 human cost and what it's actually doing what our way of life is doing there are relatively small group of three four five hundred million people living in the westernized first world are doing to the rest of the planet really what the, the, the cost that we're exacting from it right and these guys, man, to their credit, they know exactly what's what, what what the cost is. They're not fucking stupid. They know what the cost is, and they've made the decision that that's fine, and that those subhumans need to continue doing what they're doing, and things are actually going to get worse for them in order for things to stay okay with us. They've chosen their sides. Uh, yeah. I don't agree with it. I think that there's room to bring everybody into the fucking future. I th- I'd like to think that that most people feel that way, but honestly, that's not even the question that most people have. The question right. most people have is like working around the edges and fixing things with like with apps and with fucking oh well, let's find a you know a new healthcare.gov website that'll you know we'll make slight incremental improvements to it and and you know maybe you'll be able to search between four hundred different plans that aren't any good you know things like that like little <laughs> incremental improvements around the fucking margins and it's it's just not. It's not addressing what the real problems are. I was going to say also that, um, you know, as far as, you know, uh, resources and and your Ikea kitchen tables and all that stuff, um, you know, there could be enough for everybody if, but the problem is it's going to cut into those companies, you know, bottom line to, to create more and to, you know, find ways to make more and everything. Um, And they can't have that. I hate this shit. I hate this shit. All right. Do you ever, don't you use this for work too? Sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it fucks up at work too. It fucks up at work too. Jesus. Okay. Well, I'll just finish off uh, with um, with my hate. You know what? I'm bumping it off. I'm, I hate I, I hate our, our, our service. Our, my hate for this week is IPDTL.com. It's the worst. I used to love it, <laughs> and now I hate it. <laughs> what movie is that from? I'll give you a dollar. The Ted. Yeah, you bastard. I can't believe you do it. <laughs> ah, nice. I can say anything I want right now because no, none of our hey, listeners speak, are going to listen to this. Speaking of which, David Wayne's new movie, uh, Stupid and Futile Gesture, is a Netflix original comes out this weekend. So I hate our shitty service, IPDTL.com. It's supposed to make it sound like you're sitting in the same room. Um I used to think that it was like a really cool, interesting, I don't know, uh, you know, solution that the, that these these uh, engineers had created. It's not. Honestly, I looked into it. It's just some like it's just a codec that they, it's a, it's a it's a um, open source codec that they just took and turned into a software as a service, and it doesn't even work that well. They obviously aren't spending enough money on bandwidth or something because just listen, it sounds like shit, and uh, we definitely won't be using it anymore. By next week, I will come up with a new solution. If you're still listening to this podcast at this point, after you know an hour of hearing us struggle with this fucking garbage service, then um, you know congratulations to you. But you're probably like my mom or my wife or something. You're probably, there's only probably two people left listening to it uh, as this service continues to do its best to undermine the performance of our show, to 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 to, to destroy the integrity of what we're about. And, um, yeah, it's just uh, the worst thing a product can be is unpredictable. Right. Because, I, like, if it's shitty, fine, I just shut it off and I don't use it. 
But when yeah. it's unpredictable and when you try to book a guest onto I you know why I've I've held back on booking a lot of guests on IPDTLs because of this reason. I've only stuck with friends. Right. Because I don't trust this thing under control. I don't trust yeah. this piece of shit, dude. This thing is garbage. Yeah. Fuck. Really bad. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I've gone from complaining about products on Twitter to complaining about products on my on my podcast. So, <laughs> um, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> what is your? What do you hate? Um. So this is. <laughs> um. <laughs> is it really like that? It's so bad. Wait till you hear it, because I'm not going to edit any of it. I'm putting it up as a shame to IPDTL. I'm going to shame them. I can't believe And they're going to be bad. like they're going to be like, "Well, have you checked your uh your fucking your your connections?" They're going to give me all these layer 1 suggestions like I'm some fucking shit-kicking nitwit that doesn't know how a fucking ethernet cable works. And I'm, I'm just going to and I I don't have I don't have any time for it. It's just it's just a way that companies like use attrition to get rid of you and get you to fucking give up. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, please disconnect the back cable and reconnect the the cable to the mm-hmm. front. What, what light is on your modem? Okay, good. Next, please. And it's like, no, dude, I've tried all this. I know this this isn't the problem. It's some garbage coming from, from your corporate office. Of some decision that the chief executive of your company made is fucking things up for me. It's not my fucking... Router speed. <laughs> it's your greed. <laughs> you cock. Burn it all down. Fucking bullshit, dude. I'm so tired of this. <laughs> so tired of it. What uh? uh what God. do you hate? Can you match my my, hate? my ferocity of hatred? I don't know. Not really. Not really. Mine's a, a silly hate, but uh, um. The Razzies announcements came out yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, um, they, you know, there are plenty of bad movies, and nobody takes this thing seriously. I, I'm totally joking in, in saying I hate it. It's totally ridiculous, but but uh, there's plenty of bad movies that came out last year. Um, and for some reason, and I know what the reason is, I'll tell you after, but for some reason, they decided to single out Mother with a uh, worst director, worst actress, and worst actor uh, nominations. Now you can say um, a lot about those movies, that movie, but I'll let you say this. But like, they weren't yeah, bad performances. It, I mean, they uh, they're not not by any stretch of the imagination. It's what it's a divisive movie. It's meant to be that way, and you know, I'm not saying that like critics words are you know all that should be you know judged against or anything but all they had to do was look up you know a fucking rotten tomatoes rating to see that this is not you know a movie that's considered shit we're talking about just total you know average you know everyday people who had no idea what they were walking into are the kinds of people who didn't like the movie um so to to put it in the same class as uh, Transformers The Last Night, uh, The Emoji Movie, Fifty Shades Darker, The Mummy, Baywatch, uh, Tyler Perry's Boo 2, A Medea Halloween. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just, uh, I don't know, fucking ridiculous. 
All right. Well, it's fucking ridiculous is this fucking shitty-ass connection. At this point, it's a yeah. joke. I don't even want to hear it anymore. I don't want to talk to you anymore. Next week, we're, we'll do fucking something else. I just, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm coming out of my fucking head right now trying to listen to this shit. I'm, I'm losing my goddamn mind. I don't even want to put. I don't even want to promote any of our shit. I don't want to promote birdroad.com. I don't want to promote us on Apple and iTunes. Download and fucking uh, uh, share us and follow us and. Oh. From the highest high to the lowest low. Episode sixteen. Of this is what manic depression feels like. <laughs> IP down the line, giving people ipdtl.com, giving people fucking mental illness since whenever the fuck it was founded. Thank <laughs> you.